Hey, everybody, welcome to Dog is My Co-Pilot, a show about dogs and their people. It's just that simple. Uh, The special, special relationship that exists between dogs and other animals and their people. Uh, I'm your host, Michael Williams, and uh, this is the first episode of a show that we hope is going to last a long, long time because there's so much to talk about when we talk about pets, when we talk about animals and the connection they have with their people. You know, I saw a bumper sticker the other day that said, Earth is the only planet with dogs, exclamation point. And it literally made me stop, not only because I was at a stoplight, but it really made me stop and think that this is uh, the absolute truth. There is something so special about the connection between animals and the love that's generated, the the good and uh, the goodness that's transmitted between animals and people. And the, the people who make that continually possible are the the vets the the animal doctors who who keep our animals healthy who keep them happy keep them well fed uh, it's a special thing that they do on a day to day basis and we want to take a look at all three of those aspects we want to take a look at the people who are uh, uh, animal owners we want to take a look at the animals who are in some sense people owners and. We also want to take a look at the very special people who take care of the animals. Um, there is so much to talk about here. Uh, this show was brought to you by the good people at Hannah Pet Hospitals, uh, a very special group of people doing very special things with their animal hospitals. And uh, again, this is the first show, the first of many. So uh, there's no better way to start the show than to talk with the people who make Hannah possible. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and talk to the people who make Hannah work. We'll see you in a minute. Michael Williams, dog is my co-pilot. One thing about stories is that every story starts at the beginning and it starts with a person and uh, Hannah is no no different. And uh, as we begin this this podcast, this journey, the one thing I wanted to do was to get uh, let you get to know the guy who is behind this. And I know him a little bit. I've known him for a while. I think he's um, uh, kind of a, a special particular type of person. Um, I think he's great. If I if I uh, uh, compliment him too much, I know he's going to hang up right now. So I'll just uh, not do too much of that and just tell you that it's my pleasure to introduce uh, the founder of Hannah Animal Hospital, Scott Campbell. Scott, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm great. It's really good to hear your voice. Yeah, likewise. And uh, um, you're out there. You said it's uh, you're in Oregon. You're in the the high desert in Oregon. It's already snowing out there. It's already snowing. It was uh, one below zero last night, and uh, it's a beautiful day today. The sun shining, and and it's crisp. I think they call it. <laughs> I, 
I think it's beyond crisp into crunchy, I think. <laughs> but it's uh, it's really good to talk to you, you know, even uh, virtually. I love seeing you in person and uh, out at uh, Sylvie's Valley, Valley Rancher property uh, out there in eastern Oregon. But, um, uh, I, like I said, I, I got to know you uh, some time ago. Uh, uh, the PR people brought us together and we got to know each other uh, and sort of take a, took a liking to each other instantly. And... Uh, you know, that's before I knew anything about what you were doing or all the things you accomplished. So um, I think before we start talking about Hannah, I think your story is, is kind of interesting. Like where were you where you come from and like your whole arc. So I'll, I'll just start by with asking this. Uh, where did you grow up and what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, I grew up uh, over around here. Um, this actually about. 15 miles south of where I am right now um, in a real little farming town called um, Harney. And uh, my family had a little family ranch there and we raised uh, um, cattle and horses. And did you, uh, did you feel like you were going to be like a farmer rancher when you, when you grew up, was that your, your career path? Well, I think I wanted to be an astronaut. Doesn't really little boy want to be an astronaut? <laughs> there you go. Not too late. They're still sending them up. So, you know, still get that done. Um, wow, you wanted to be an astronaut. So you were interested in, 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 in space and science and that sort of thing. And that kind of makes sense because you did it in the medical sciences. Um, but as I understand, you, you had uh, somewhere in the between there, you had a bit of a rodeo career, didn't you? Yeah, well, I started wanting to be a veterinarian when I was about seven. And, um, yeah, and then we, uh, you know, on our ranch, we roped cattle and stuff. And so I roped steers, you know, do steer ropings and, and rode some bucking horses, uh, when I was young and stupid as well. Nice. Uh, so that's establishes that whole relationship with animals. I mean, you grew up around animals, you're very comfortable with animals. And, uh, did you have a family, uh, vet? Uh, that um, was kind of a role model for you? Well, I've had a lot of role models. You know, my dad was an MD, you know, in a small town, and there wasn't a, really a vet here. So, um, you know, he would often set things on dogs and cats and all that kind of stuff, and I would help do that. Then as I got a little older, his uh, one of his roping buddies was uh, Millard Ickes, who started MWI. And so I would go on calls with him and, you know, go go to feedlots and help him with, you know, dogs and cats and so forth. And so you grew up, again, around animals and with some great role models for for taking care of them and uh, uh, keeping them, keeping them upright, keeping them, keeping them healthy. At what point did you make the switch into a, a veterinary career? Well, um, it's back then, and I think still now, it's very hard to get into veterinary school. So, you know, I studied hard in uh, college and um, and then eventually got into veterinary school. And, um, and then I was always going to, you know, come back here to my... Um, hometown and practice but my wife and i who's also from here um decided to go to portland first 
kind of see what was going on there and get some more experience. And so I ended up buying a Banfield Pet Hospital in Portland, which was just a one-doctor practice. Warren Wigert had built it, and he was 65 years old at the time. So he, you know, kind of became my business mentor, and we bought the practice from him, and then he worked for me for another 15 years or so. And so, um, you know, that's where we really developed the Banfield practice from that one doctor hospital in Portland. That's amazing. I didn't know that story that you actually bought an existing practice and then grew Banfield to what it eventually became and, and is today. And let's take a look at that. Banfield, um, we from one doctor, one location, uh, what's the description, what's the footprint of uh, Banfield in the animal hospital world right now? I saw uh, Banfield about 15 years ago ah. when we were at 750 hospitals and, and with uh, a couple in the UK and, and in Latin America. Um, but they're, gosh, um, altogether, what they own now is got to be 3,000 hospitals in a lot of uh, the world, actually. I think they, I know they have hospitals in Asia and um, Europe and and so forth. I, I still talk to the owners, but I, you know, don't really get into the details much anymore. Right. It's, it's an unbelievable success by any measure where it was from where it was to where it started to where it was uh, when you sold and then that continuing success today. So it speaks to your ability to take the, this business uh, and, and and make a business something special. And again, Hannah, before I talk about Hannah, because I want to make that sort of the last thing that we talk about, so this connection with with animals. You know, I think that, uh, you know, in this world today where people, it's tough for people to make a connection with each other. So sometimes in people's lives, often the strongest connection that they have in their lives, the most durable and reliable connection that they have is is to their animals, to their pets. When you see when you get the the, the pets that, that come in, the customers that come in, do, do you see that every day? That special connection between animals and, and people. Describe that a little bit and how how you feel about it and about protecting that that relationship through the the care of the animal. And uh, you must see that you see that every day, or have seen that every day in your animal practice, correct? Oh yeah, you know the the special bond that pets have with their with their uh, people or their family, and you know that that bond has been shown to help people live, you know, three to five years longer, be uh, twenty five to thirty percent more likely to uh, recover from a serious health problem like a heart attack or a, or about with cancer. You know, pets are definitely very good for people, and of course, you know, there wouldn't be pets if there weren't people. So it's a, it's a strong, you know, relationship that's been going on and evolving, you know, for thousands of years. And I bet you feel that that sp- that responsibility. I mean, people put a lot of trust in you when they say, "Hey, here's my here's my family member," you know, and I want you to help take a care. Kate, take care of them. That has to be a tremendous responsibility that you feel also, right? 
Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think they do with, with most people have that relationship with their veterinarian, you know, wherever it is. And what we tried to do at Banfield, you know, we had, you know, two basic goals. And one of those was to figure out how to help pets live longer because, you know, the it's such a horrible thing when your pet passes away hmm. and they have a shorter lifespan and so it happens to us you know multiple uh, a lot of multiple times during during our lifespan and so if we can help pets live longer you know that's a very good thing and at banfield we help pets on average live five years longer than um than the average pet in the United States because we saw them more often and, and um, had them on on plans where their pet parents could, you know, more easily afford health care for their pets. And so that was a huge thing. And then the other goal that we had was to help veterinarians um, have a better quality of life hmm. because veterinarians, you know, um, at least back then, were mostly from rural families, and veterinarians didn't make much money. And so, you know, that's kind of changed here in the last 15 years or so. You know, they're still grossly underpaid in comparison with a with a human doctor with about the same training. That's a, a thought that I hadn't uh, had before, the quality of life uh, for the veterinarian and how much of a a sacrifice you know, they're making for to, for their passion uh, for that industry. So now let's talk about Hannah. Um, you've done Banfield. You've put that on the map. Uh, and now you've got Hannah uh, here in Portland. What's 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 the mission and vision for 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 Hannah? Is it the same uh, as for Banfield or is it a little different? Well, it's a little different. Through You know, we we uh, gained a lot more understanding about that relationship through Banfield and um, Hannah is really the evolution of understandings that we gained, you know, at Banfield and, you know, not just myself, but a lot of the other executives that were at Banfield helped start Hannah. What we're trying to do at Hannah is really, you know, remove all the barriers that stop pets from living out their the best quality of life they can build, they can have, and live even longer. And so, then they do. Um, the uh, average pet in the United States is only seen about one time per year in a normal veterinary hospital. Um, if you look at Banfield pets um, that are living three years longer, they. Uh, are seen about three times per year, two, 2.8 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're seen about five times per year. They can come in anytime they want to and it doesn't cost anything. And so we see those diseases when they're still, you know, just just a little thing. They haven't become a great big fulminant disease yet. And so, um, and, and then we also treat the behavior issues and all the other things. So. You know, we're really helping pets to live a lot longer, fuller life, which is, you know, exactly, you know, what their their pet parents want, you know, so we're all in complete alignment. And the pet parents don't have to pay, you know, when they come in. So that means that it was, it was good at Banfield because we took care of all the preventative care. The bad mm-hmm. thing was when the pet got sick, the pet parents still had to pay for it. 
Yeah. You know, at Hannah, they don't. You know, so they bring them in, and, you know, you never have to worry about having to put your poor pet to sleep just because it's got a broken leg and you can't afford it, or it's got diabetes and it's going to cost 300 bucks a month to take care of it. You know, those things are all taken out of the equation with Hannah. You don't have to worry about any of those things, and, and Hannah even helps you get a new pet when you want one. I mean, it seems to me that to be, that's just kind of a, a revolutionary idea in terms of pet care and pet ownership. And one of the things that stands out, and we'll talk about it another time, is the ability now for people who may not have had pets because they can't afford it to be able to get the benefits um, at a, in an affordable way to have the benefits of a pet in their life. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, well, it doesn't make it free, but it makes it, you know, so it's budgetable and you know yeah. what it's going to be and you don't have any risk. So, it, you know, takes all the risk out of pet ownership. And statistically, you know, your pet's going to live a lot longer, better life. Of course, that's good for Hannah because, yeah, they survive on those monthly payments. So everybody wins. Um, but I think it is a completely new paradigm in pet ownership. Well, I think it's an amazing idea. I thank you so much for taking the time to get us started, you know, in this whole podcast series and talking about yourself and talking about the idea behind Hannah. And in future episodes, we'll take a look at the doctors, the pets, the owners and look at this whole thing for a lot of different ways. But eventually we'll be coming back to you to bring it all into context. So keep your phone on. We'll be calling you soon. Okay. All right, Michael. You take care. Thank you. That is uh, Scott Campbell, again, doing an amazing thing, I think, with this whole enterprise. And again, we're going to be taking a look at uh, both the, the people and the pets that are involved with Hannah over the course of time. It's going to be a great ride, and we look forward to having you with us. Stay with us. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Is the special connection, the special bond between animals and their people, people and their animals. I'm not sure which way it goes first. That could be interchangeable with that, but the bond is unmistakable. Um, it is so strong and so important um, to the lives of both the animals and the people. They contribute to the quality of life. Um, just it's it's undisputable how important uh, our, our animals are in our lives. And I, I so much appreciate the people who take care of those animals, keep them alive and healthy and thriving. And um, again, this whole concept of Hannah Pet Hospital takes it to a whole nother level. So joining us now is someone who is who has been and is going to be instrumental in not only the, the concept of Hannah Pet Hospitals, but you know, every great idea is just an idea and so, until somebody implements it implements it. And uh, this is the person who's going to be at the control steering this ship um, for the foreseeable future. Uh, please welcome Dr. Jamie Pickett, who is the CEO and president of Hannah Pet Hospitals. Jamie, how are you? 
I'm great. Thanks for having me today, Michael. I appreciate it. It's always good to talk to you. Well, thank you for taking the time. I I have seen what your schedule looks like, and there's literally no open space. I mean, you imagine a calendar that has all the days and all the times filled. Um, that's pretty much you. So I appreciate you. Yeah, I think I think we are actually um, in the lead for tag. Um, uh, playing tag uh, text tag i think we're uh, <laughs> it's been about a month now we're back and forth so i'm glad we found time i know you're busy too well absolutely and look again you can't talk about uh, a hannah pet hospitals in any uh, significant way without talking to you so that's why um, i was so insistent in, in getting some time with you um so before we start talking about uh, the, the the enterprise the business i want to talk a little bit about you and uh, your past, your history, professional, personal history, and how that leads you in, into Hannah. So I'll start with the question I ask everybody. Where did you grow up and what did you want to be when you grew up? Sure. So I grew up pretty much on the eastern seaboard, probably like yourself, Michael. I, uh, I, start, I grew up in New Jersey and then I went to uh, undergrad at Johns Hopkins in Baltimore. And then I went on to veterinary school at the University of Florida. And then after that, I moved up to Richmond, Virginia. So I have been mostly on the East Coast my entire career until now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, now, now I'm on more of the West Coast, but it's it's been a refreshing change. So, and I guess to um, to answer your question about um, what did I want to be when I grew up, you know, I actually had a lot of different interests, but I've always had a deep passion for pets, but also had this desire to make a significant impact and affect positive change, you know, whether that was in an industry or through philanthropy. I also believed in lifelong learning and veterinary medicine is definitely a profession that continues to evolve. So I think that's kind of where my head was when I was in college. And so growing up, I just, you know, I looked at a lot of things, but pets were really a passion. So, what was your, your name? Your favorite pet when you were growing up? What's the the your your loved the, the apple of your eye when you were when you were a kid? Oh my 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 dog, my pet dog for sure. Okay, what's that? <laughs> They're good name? companions. Give me a name. Uh, oh my gosh, we had so many through the years. But my actually my pet dog when I my first my dog and I got when I went to vet school and his name I adopted him from a no kill shelter and his name is Bruno. And what kind of a dog was he? He was a mutt, uh, but I think he was a black lab and a probably Rottweiler, so he was a big guy. Oh. I felt very safe around him. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. And so do you come by it honest, you know, that, that connection uh, to pets growing up with animals and, and feeling that connection, and that's uh, what led you to veterinary school? Did you, did you, were you on that track uh, and pretty consistently? That's what you knew what you wanted to do? You know, I think so. You know, that's a good question. I, I do think so to some degree because I've always been, in, you know, we, we also had a horse, which um, was part of our family. And so we always had that. I, I think that I was always interested in the health and well-being of uh, pets in general. And so, you know, well, just as with humans, good health is fundamental in a pet's ability to enjoy life to the fullest. And a healthy pet is more likely to be active, playful, and engage in, you know, social interactions. These are all essential for overall um, overall well-being. And so, not only does health and well-being bring quality of life, but also brings longevity. So, proper care of these pets and attention to their health 
lead to longer and happier in life. So we have them longer. So, and then of course, as you know, there's that emotional component. Yeah. People form, I did, uh, people form these strong emotional bonds with their pets and they, they consider them fa- are part of our family. Um, so taking an interest in the pet's health and well-being is a natural, ex- um, probably a natural expression of the emotional connection. Uh, that's so well said. Um, and when you left uh, veterinary school, um, did you what kind of practice did you go into? What, what was your career look like after school? I actually did an externship at uh, during vet school at a Banfield pet hospital. Huh. And w- yes, and so which it's so it's so full circle, right? Because Dr. Scott Campbell. This now I'm back in, um, with another business of his, but um, so I, you know, Dr. Scott Campbell was the founder, and he was really for me an inspiration in, in the profession. So I I did an externship at Banfield one summer between my junior and senior year of vet school, and then when I graduated vet school, I immediately went to um, a Banfield and um, started working there as a first year graduate. And I truly saw the model as it was unique and innovative at at its time because it it did increase the quality of life and longevity for pets because of the wellness plans that Dr. Campbell came up with probably 30 years ago. And so, and then there was this comprehensive um, pet care model for vet med. And so it, it was really a preventive model. So now we've evolved, and I'm sure we'll get to that later, to something different with Hannah. Uh, but, yeah, it was – they were fully taken care of, and it was innovative, and it was, you know, a, more of a corporate medicine setting, which was unique back then. And with corporate medicine, I know there can be negative connotations to it, but there was more of a support system to our, for our vets. So you can call a vet at any Banfield across – across the country and get advice or just pick their brain and it was really a community so and again it was very innovative and uh so it it made an impact on their longevity pets longevity and and we've seen the effects of the uh the groundbreaking techniques the the groundbreaking practices uh, of banfield and now we have another uh innovative uh, uh level that's been reached with hannah so um, walk us through Hannah, what the concept is and why this can be such a game changer, uh, both for pets and their people. Sure. So our membership services are at the heart of what we do. Um, we really are providing a community for our um, pets and their pet parents. So our plans provide exceptional value for pet parents so that they can have peace of mind knowing their pet's health is covered. It's an all-inclusive access to care and that's a big deal right access to care even in human medicine right so it's not a wellness plan it is not insurance but it is comprehensive and not only includes all preventive care but also care when your pet is sick or injured which we know that those are the those are the most expensive bills is you know those unexpected times when you fluffy gets injured and you know you have a two thousand dollar bill that you have to pay for so we make it very economical, uh, and they're predictive uh, monthly fees, so you know what you're paying every month, and it truly does include all their care. And when you talk about the the affordability of the whole thing, my mind always turns to the access that people will now have to animals who couldn't have animals before because of the cost. 
would love to have pets, would love to do that. But you, you can see some of the expenses. I know I've had pets where I have paid for care for my pets more than I would do for myself, you know, <laughs> for procedures. Yes. I, just, I just wouldn't do it for myself. Like, ah, you know, I'll be fine. Uh, and, and Yes, but, yes. But, but when you talk about having this type of, of care program, it, it, it really opens up that accessibility to, to, to some people who might not otherwise have been able to afford pets. Am I reading that? Oh, right? it's, it's, it's absolutely right. And the sad part is too, even, you know, it's during recessionary times where people would come in and they couldn't afford for their pet, but they said they would go without give, you know, mm. Jack the care he needs so that they would go without. And that's not fair. And, you know, so yes, I think it, it's it's access to care, but it's also it has to be affordable. You know, veterinary medicine is not inexpensive, and there, the insurance programs out there aren't they're not all inclusive. Hmm. And I've heard, like with people insurance, that sometimes the things that are excluded are the exact things that you need, uh, both on the medical side and the things that make it affordable. And coverage for those things that are most expensive just isn't there. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. So what use is insurance if you can't really if you can't really use it? And I, I got to ask this question because I know I know a little bit about Banfield. Um, but this I mean, this Hannah idea is, is so new and so different. Is there why hasn't this been out there before? What has anything changed? Or was just just a, a brainstorm? How, why is why is this being put here now, if that makes sense as a question? Yes, and I think that's a good question. I don't know if Dr. Campbell had gotten to that in his interview, but he truly did come up with wellness plans um, how many years ago, and nobody had thought about it. And now I would say 70% of vet hospitals use wellness plans. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just think that this was an innovative idea. It was a vision of his, and he's done it before. He's impacted the industry before, and truly he's – He's a very, you know, if you ask me who my inspiration in this profession is, it is Dr. Campbell because he's innovative. He impacts lives of humans and pets. And I will tell you that, you know, I joined Banfield in 2003, so I'm dating myself. So I've been out of vet school for 20 years now. <laughs> and he has always, throughout the years, I've been able to always ask him for advice. I call him on his personal cell phone and he'd still pick up the phone. And it's not just me. I, I, I find that hard to believe. I think that's been, you know, his style for a, a lot of people. And he, so he's been a mentor. And I don't think you can be a visionary without caring for not only the pets, but caring for people and wanting to improve the field. And I feel like that's, that's what he's done. So I, I think it's, I think it was just a, a brilliant idea on his part. And I'm not just saying that because he's the chair of the board and he's the founder. <laughs> not just because, but, you know, it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. You're right. I mean, because we both know him and know that uh, he is that guy who looks at things and says, well, why not this? You know, why not this? Yeah. Why can't Yeah, and that? challenge. Challenge the norm. I mean, because we can't keep going on with the norm and we need to pivot and improve. And I think we've all learned that during COVID. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and the group of people that we haven't talked about is the group of people that you belong to. And you and Dr. Campbell belong to the the, the well-being of the veterinarians themselves, you know, because um, these are some extraordinary people who put in very long hours, obviously do a lot of study, um, and they expend an incredible amount of, of emotion 
um, uh, in their mm -hmm. in their practices. And I, I have a feeling that this idea is going to help these people give better care and live better lives themselves. I mean, well, let's not forget that uh, the veterinarians have lives too, and they should be as, as good as they can be as well. Yes, I, I yes, I believe that fully, and I think that's been overlooked for years yeah. because you know we're it's like the shoemakers' kids go without shoes. We as veterinarians go to work every day, take care of everybody else's pets, while our pets sit at home. Yeah, and you know, so it, it does impact us. And then you come home from a long day, and who has time? So there are things that we've done and part of our culture and, you know, bring your pet to work with you or, you know, whatever that looks like. We try in and, and put things into their, you know, I would say benefits, benefits, but more the culture of that place to make sure they can, that they know we care about them and how much they do every day for other people and, of course, their patients. Hmm. And the idea... Now with Hannah, the locations are uh, in Oregon, I believe in the, the Portland area, only if that's correct. That, that's correct. So we're headquartered in Portland. There's two hospitals. Um, they're about 15,000 feet, so they're quite large. But we have 10,000 members and we're growing. And wow. so, yeah, there's yeah quite a bit. It's a big community. So we try and get involved in the community as much as possible and have events and so we are now looking at other markets in order to expand our reach and help more pets. So we look at, you know, con continuously find ways to add value to our memberships and enhance our offerings while practicing high quality medicine. So again, you've got to always look to involve, evolve in general and in, in the field and, you know, even the little things you do in the field every day. So we're constantly striving to be better. And then it keeps us, you know, interested and engaged. And, you know, if they do the same thing every day, day in and out, it kind of gets boring. Well, it's got to be. Well, I don't think it's ever going to be boring, you know. <laughs> and Hannah, <laughs> with uh, such a new idea, such uh, obvious interest and passion for it, both amongst the doctors and amongst the uh, the, the, the pet-owning public, um, the, again, following the, the path and the, the history of Banfield, I would expect that uh, there's going to be growth both within Portland and in other cities in the in the U.S. in a relatively short period of time. The, the demand for this is going to be so high. I mean, it would be how can you not? I, yeah, I believe so. And I mean, it just you know the companionship of pet brings anybody, everybody. I mean, I just don't. I don't know many people without pets. And you know, it, 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 by providing that companionship, emotional support, and sense of purpose that you know to the the human pet parents uh it just improves quality life all around and so we're very very passionate about our our pets and our pet parents so yeah i, I think it's it's going to move quickly but we want to make sure go slow to go fast and make sure we get it right and, and you know go from there um we're working hard <laughs> it sounds like a plan i know you're working hard um I know scott doesn't sleep so there's that whole no he doesn't yeah he no he doesn't he i work seven days a week but i do sleep he i don't think he works seven days a week and i don't think he sleeps <laughs> <laughs> well, you. but yeah I, that's what gives me so many stories to tell again this is the first of many you know um the opportunity to tell this story right from the beginning is really special to me. I, I, I love to tell good stories and you couldn't have a better one than the story of the 
the birth of this concept, the implementation of it from the ground floor, and then watching how it impacts communities and lives. And um, that's going to be our story arc for um, across out to the horizon. So um, again, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time uh, for doing this. Congratulations on what you've done so far. And uh, I can't wait to, to share the stories of what you do um, in the near yeah, future. Yeah, thanks for taking interest. Yeah, and, and we're really, really excited about it. So th we appreciate you spreading the word and, and talking to people and even having a, a, us on your podcast. Means uh, a lot. Absolutely. And the next one's going to be in person, okay? Okay. <laughs> Are you coming to Portland or am I coming out there? <laughs> uh, yeah, unless you improve security. Yeah, I'm going to be out there <laughs> and in one of the hospitals. You bet. You'll see we'll, me we'll meet at We'll meet at the hospital and then go to the ranch. That sounds How like a that? plan. Sounds like a plan. Thanks so much, Amy. All right. Thank you, Michael. That is Dr. Jamie Pickett, the CEO and president of Hannah Pet Hospitals. Again, uh, I joke, she is one of the most uh, capable, competent um, people that I have, have met. Uh, so committed to this cause, to this concept, uh, just like Scott Campbell. And I think the people of uh, Portland, Oregon are really kind of lucky that this has taken hold there. This is where this concept is gonna be launched, hatched, created, and perfected. And then we'll just have uh, uh, pet owners all over the country just waiting for it to be propagated to their particular town so they can take advantage of this wonderful opportunity. Um, it's a thing. And um, we really look forward to, to telling that story more. We're gonna take a quick break right here and we'll come back with more of the show. So go get yourself a beverage, come back. We'll, we'll be right here. it up for this edition of dog is my co-pilot i have had so much fun uh launching this particular production i do a lot of them about a lot of different topics but this one means uh something special to me uh, because of the work that it is the work that it involves the the people and the animals are so special uh the stories that we're going to tell you are so touching so moving and so inspirational i i can't wait to bring them to you and of course there's the people at Hannah, starting with Scott and Jamie, all the way down through all of the doctors, everyone who helps there. Um, of course, the the pet owners uh, and the animals themselves. It's just going to be a great journey, and we hope that you will come along with us for the whole ride. For Dog is My Co-Pilot and Hannah Pet Hospitals, I'm Michael Williams. We'll see you next time.